Chevy. On your marks, on your marks, get steady. Taking my time with it, just like Teddy. Speaking my mind with it, feel it on the levy. On the weekly court, this week's easy. And you connect to the docks, and that's crazy. Show side, move them down, so come and see me. Feel it, red, you know that never be me. Take another look like VAR. You can listen to the Jedi, you see it The content must go far. You can dip on the deep, cause we raise the bar. The show side's hard. Twitter, YouTube, don't get barred. Yo, that's all you're getting is a mad thing right now, right now. Shelfside Podcast, episode 134, and it's gone off in here, and we've got Lero in the building, and I'm surprised we've got nobody else in the building. Shelfers, where you at, where you at? It's just myself and Big Bad Lero. What's going on, bro? I'm good, bro. I think they're out whining. I think they're out having a party, having fun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, left us letting off steam. Work. Yeah, yeah, they have to. If they're smart, they're letting off steam, unlike us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, someone's got to do the dirty work. It's always someone doing the dirty work while others are having fun. I think we'll address that next podcast <laughs> or two. Just save the ammo, save the ammo. What he doesn't know is I've got video evidence. <laughs> yeah? Oh, man. can no, only man. be bond for so long. Yeah, nah, tour's tour, man, tour's tour. But how are you anyway? <laughs> are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, bro. I'm all right. Yeah, it's just a late one, but it's um, it's got to be done. Uh, we've had an interesting weekend of Spurs chat, interviews, games, the whole shebang, the full nine yards, and I think we're just going to get into it, bro. Like, I think we're going to get into it. So unless everyone's been sleeping under a rock... We threw away a game away to Southampton at the St. Mary's. Um, we had a helping hand from VAR and we yeah helped ourselves to that draw as much as Southampton wanted to get some points on the board. Um, so we drew three all at the bottom side after being 3-1 up, after being 1-0 up as well and conceding 45 seconds into the second half. And... Those who follow the Spurs will know that this probably could have happened against Nottingham Forest had Fraser Forster not saved the penalty. But it didn't. We got the points there, but we couldn't secure the points at the St Mary's. Had we won, we would have gone third. Imagine that. We would have gone third after playing this season so terribly. We would have gone third. Um, But it didn't happen. We remained fourth. But the narrative now is Newcastle are two points behind. They've won the last couple of games and have two games in hand. So it's disaster. And it is disaster because Conte came out with a presser that you let us know in the group, Lero, because I don't w- listen to Conte's um, press releases, his interviews, because I think he's just propaganda, a propaganda merchant. So I don't tend to <laughs> listen. But I know you do. You always wait for his to see what the vibe is. And to see what he's really talking about, especially after a bad defeat. And you broke the news to us that he 
did a madness, um, but you agreed with the word. So your initial thoughts, please, on Conte's outburst. Okay, <clears throat> let me take a, uh, a deep breath for this one because um, it's a lot. My initial thoughts were, do you know what? He's 100% right. Like, no, he's 110% right. You want more or do you just want my initial thoughts? Because that, that was my initial thought. Well, that's the vibe I got from you. So you, you, were, you sent it and were like, yeah, I get it. But did, was there any part of you that was angry, upset, disappointed, or were you just like fully backing the words he said? You know what? I'll be honest. Like, obviously, I've, you know, I've taken a break because this thing here is too much year in, year out and having to go through this, this Spurs madness. So, okay. When I first heard it, I thought to myself, wow, did he just say that? That's what I actually thought. Wow, did he just yeah. say that? And then I was like, yes, he did. Then I was like, do you know what? I totally agree with him. Yeah, I do totally agree with him. And the thing is, like, everyone else is up in arms and how could he say that? No, I'm not up in arms. Do you know why? Because when I've stepped back, don't get me wrong, we have put a few things on Conte, right? So we've put that he doesn't change his formation um, he's quick. To, he's slow to make subs. Um, <clears throat> he plays out his philosophy over any any other philosophy. And stepping back allowed me to see why he does that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why he does that? And I kind of kind of the, the, the method behind the madness. So basically, for me, like, yeah, I totally know why he done that. Like, I, I can't say. Uh, it was wrong, and I'm happy that he done it. I, I don't really care what other people think because it's the truth, and it's been a long time coming. And maybe, you know, like, this might be the actual effect that we need. We need a big manager to come out, say it, so when other managers are coming, they're thinking about what's going on. The, the chairman thinks about what's going on, and, yeah, yeah, I'm going to leave it there for a sec. I've got a lot more to say on it, but I'll leave it there for a sec. Well, just you and I, we can talk about it all day. So I've got questions for you then because I think every Spurs fan, and some may have taken their time getting there, but I think every Spurs fan believes, if not 100%, at least 50% to 60% of leaving Enoch are profit over glory. And... Ultimately, that's what Conte is suggesting. That's what Sherwood has touched on, Poch has touched on, Harry Redknapp has touched on, and Jose has touched on in recent times. Um, so I don't think anybody really can dispute some of the things that have been said. I mean, it's factual that it's one trophy in over 20 years. Like That's factual. Yeah. You can't take that away. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. So... That's not wrong. You could argue that there are players at the club that are not winners. Again, some of these players have been to three, three or four finals and haven't managed to help get the side over the line. So again, factual. You could also argue that, and we, we say this every week, there are players at the club that are on nice contracts that sh 
would probably not be, actually, let's not say probably, would not be in any other top six side for so long. Still being this side and clocking up 300 odd appearances yep. for that side. So 100%. I think they're facts, right? Yep, 100%. But did Conte just take a grenade and throw it into the room with 10 games to go and just watch it explode. Yeah, he did. And do you know what? I'm so happy that he did. Do you know why? Because we're in a funny space now, right? So it's either you sack him, try and get someone else in who's going to, yeah, new manager bouts. We, we know all of that stuff. Get someone else in and that the player's like, okay, or that they, they're going to work for because, you know what, um, they've come in and there's contracts to think about and maybe this manager, you know, is a nicer person or demands less. But the truth of the matter is, that grenade is so perfect. Do you know why? Because I don't think they can do that. I think what they have to do is allow my man to go back into the dressing room and allow him, well, what they should do, I should say, allow my man to go back into the dressing room, him earn his corn, and them earn their corn. And the reason why I say that is I think people make too much emphasis on um, managers. Don't get me wrong. Like, the manager's the manager. Yes, he should be able to motivate. Yes, tactically, he should be able to give you a game plan to go out there and uh, beat the opposition. But you've played football and I've played football. And... The reason why we worked so hard within the team, the reason why we was out there week in, week out, the reason why we was training is because we wanted every team that played us to know that we was the best in the manner. Personally, every player you played against, Ra, you want them to know that, yeah, that striker, AB, if Ra, he gave me a torrid time today, he scored a hat-trick or he scored two, he he scored one laid on. He didn't even score any, but he had an amazing game. Like, that's self-pride. Like, I shouldn't have to get a 12 million pound man to come in and motivate you. Like, you can go and see a shrink for that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you should play for pride. So, for me, throw the grenade in there, yes. Everything explodes. Oh, we don't want the manager. Oh, culture. That's the club culture. Oh, we don't want the manager. We're at the manager. But, as he said, you're going to at the manager. What's going to happen? The same thing, because that's what's happened and happened and happened. And I'm not saying there's not there won't be a, a marriage where <clears throat> they're happy with the manager. Excuse me. <clears throat> the manager can probably get another ten percent out of them than Conte did, but for how long? Because what we're going to do is find ourselves in a scenario where they're not actually going to hurdle that fence. We're actually going to fall at that fence as we usually do, and then it's going to go straight back into what it's been. And do you know why I say that? We keep saying, oh, why does the team keep dropping? Mourinho said, oh, I didn't tell them to do that. I don't think Conte t- told them to do that. And I don't think any other managers told them to do that. They know that we've got no pace at the back. They know for Dyer and their man there to have a decent game at the back, we have to play deep. Do you get what I'm trying to say? <clears throat> so we may start in a formation and we will drop and drop and drop, especially when we uh, when we score a goal, we're going to drop. So, if Conte at 12 million couldn't do that... Um, 15, I think he is. I think Jose was 12. <clears throat> oh, Jose at 12 couldn't do it. Uh, 
uh, Conte at 15 can't, can't do it. Who's going to come in and do it? It's about personnel. It's about the desire of personnel. It's about <clears throat> me being at the club and I'm happy, I'm comfortable. Spurs is a comfortable place. We've been saying this for years. You can see it. We're comfortable. So the, the sheer fact that we're giving certain players contract after contract, they're not even playing well, and there's, we're talking about contract talks, shows you where the club's at. Like, too comfy. Like, so when he said what he said, and when he threw his grenade, grenade out there and pulled the pin, yeah, great, pull the pin. Because I don't want no, the club or not, what, the club try and play uh, this whole role of, oh, yes, we do everything proper. They haven't done anything proper in the last God knows how many years. So why should the manager be proper? One day, one person has to be the difference. And even though, yes, tactically he should change things, and you try and change things with those players. What are you going to get out of them? Well, so... Now, I don't disagree with everything you said. I don't disagree with anything you said. What I will say is, if we're calling it out, let's call it out. Because if we're saying the club has a culture of failure and the players are selfish and the players have a culture of failure, there are, I think, five players in that squad, probably in that first team, the first 11, that have on average, over 300 appearances between them. And I yep. think that boils down to Lloris, Dyer, Davies, Kane and Son. Yep. And I think the rest are in the first team squad are not Poch players. Yep. Right? Yep. So they're Nuno Stroke Conte players. Maybe Jose. So... There is, and you could argue that that is, you've got your centre-back, and a left-sided centre-back, a goalkeeper and captain, your centre-forward and playmaker. So kind of a spine without having a central midfielder there. Um, so important, integral. But you've also probably got six other players that were brought in by other managers that probably can't, maybe have been brainwashed or indoctrinated into the psyche of the club. And and that can happen. That happened really quickly with the likes of, say, a David Bentley when he joined. Yeah. Um, so that could be the case. But what about the Conte players? Perisic, for example. Been Why dead. have these guys not really performed? Do you know what? To be fair, we've overplayed him. We've actually overplayed him. If you think about when he first came, he wasn't fit, but his deliveries were bang on. His crossing ain't done anything for us. What have we scored from one of his crosses in the, in the last five games? Last five games from open play, none. I think probably before that, he did get one far post one to Kane Crystal Palace, I think it was. Left foot, top byline. And I think that was probably one of the very few assists he's got from open play. The rest have been pretty much corners. So... He's definitely not hit the ground running. Not how I thought he was. I thought, you know what? The one thing we will get from him is quality. The one thing we will get from him is know-how. We haven't had that. I don't know if it's and overplayed. Goals. And goals. I, I, did, I don't know. I don't know if it's been overplayed. I don't know if he's like, you know what? Yeah. You know, like, it's either beat them or join them. You know, like, uh, you know, and for me, 
I feel like he's joint them. I feel like he, he his level doesn't have to be that level because we know he'll go on international duty and he'll have, he'll have a worldie, an actually worldie, yeah? So for me, I just think to myself, yeah, it's like he's joint in. And I get it, he's overplayed. I do believe that. But his quality's not been there. His defending is woeful. Absolutely woeful. He doesn't like, defend. No, no. And even if you don't defend, I expect a player of his level to be able to mark the space a hell of a lot better than he does. And he doesn't do it. Yeah. He's not He's not seeing people coming in uh, far post. You know, he's just not sensing danger. And, like, and I don't know if that's panic stations because of who he's playing with. I just don't know. But, yeah, he's definitely not... Uh, kind of hit the mark that I thought he was going to hit. And we persisted with him, but I don't think we've... Well, I say we persisted with him. We've changed of late to put Ben Davies there. Um, and that could be down to fatigue more than Conte actually dropping him. Yeah. But I don't think we've had many options with Cesson Young being unfit most of the time and just probably not ready. Like, just not able to really give us anything in a game. He's had a I'm, couple of games. Yeah. But not many. But I'm fit for what reason? As in um Sessignon, Yeah. His body just breaks down, it seems, because he doesn't play that many games. Well exactly that, right? So he's always kind of we never get him at top fitness because he he plays a run of games and then he's injured then he's injured for a while and then it's playing him back in. And then when he gets in, you know, obviously we're playing him back in so we're not expecting him to do the things that we want him to do or know he can do or should do. But, you know, as you guys spoke about last week, it's like he's waiting for someone to tell him what to do. Yeah, maybe the system definitely and the managers don't work for him, but his body don't work for us. Yeah, you know, it doesn't, so. it doesn't. But back to Conte though, because Conte shipped out Regulon. Yep. To keep Sessignon. Yep. Right? To play Sessignon. To dovetail with Perisic. So that's on Conte, as in he had options. It's not like he didn't have options. And yeah, Regulon may not have been the play he wanted, but as a backup or a dovetail to Perisic, he probably would have been fitter for more games than Sessignon, even though he went to Madrid or Aleti and got injured. But yeah. you can't foresee that per se. No. But let's let's go back to the man that's Conte because he's thrown, he's taken his pin off, R- Rocky style, Ram- not Rocky, Rambo style, same actor, Rambo style, thrown the grenade into the dressing room and he's walked out. He's watched it explode. And he had a gas Daniel mask Levy. on. <laughs> he had a gas mask on, yeah. Him and his team had gas mask on. Levy took a few punches in, in that press conference. Levy is somebody who doesn't tend to mess around, right? This is the same guy who's, I think he's had 14 managers in his time. He's not Mr. Sack, he's not Mr. I will sack you for anything, but he doesn't hesitate to sack when he thinks it's right. And if anybody's in any doubt of that, let's go back to, when was it? Would have been 2021, 
when we're in the League Cup final. He sacked Jose five days before the League Cup final because they had an argument. Yep. Now, for me, that's as bad as Conte's presser. You do not sack your manager five days before your cup final. 100%. You don't do it. Sack him afterwards, win or lose, but don't sack him five days before. That is no way to go into a cup final. And it's not... not the club. You're not putting the club first. You're not putting winning first. You're not putting football first. Putting his ego first. Right. And it's not like... Jose had been out in the public a million times dissing Levy and the club. He hadn't been. Like, yeah, Jose's clever with what he says and yeah, there's obviously been conflict and there's conflict with every manager in Levy. But you do not do that. That said, he did it. And we lost the cup final. And that Levy's got away with it yet again. So given that and Levy being... Not scared to sack a manager in any, with any timing whatsoever. Not scared to leave the club in a situation because he's made a decision. Whether that be a sign-in or a sale or a managerial change. Levy will do what Levy thinks is best. Now, I know there's been rumours coming out that Conte's words may have been misinterpreted. He spoke in English. His English was pretty good. Apart from when he said the fans buying, what do you say? Buying tickets, paying for tickets or something. Slight misuse of the English term. Away from that, I think everything was very clear. Very, very clear. So I don't understand how it was misinterpreted. He said, or it's come out recently, that apparently he wasn't attacking Levy. He was attacking the club. Now, the club, if it's not the bricks and mortar of the stadium, if it's not Joe Lewis and Enoch and Levy, who is it he's attacking, if it's not himself? So, why on earth has Conte not been sacked, is the question. How on earth are we two days on from Conte saying what he said in two press conferences and he's not been sacked by Levy. What is going on there? Why is he still in a job? And do you think he should still be in a job? Listen, it shows you that the club do not know what they're doing. Now, I'm, I'm, obviously, yeah, we've got the international break, so you've got a, a period of time where, you know, they can stretch it out. But surely, if he was wrong the night and the, uh, the day of the match and the evening of the match and then the next day, it surely is wrong today. So, you know, surely if they're going to get rid of him, they should get rid of him. But I'm guessing there isn't a man to put in place. You know, do you... Do you kill Ryan Mason? That's the truth of the matter. Do you kill Ryan Mason? Because I think... Yeah, certain players will play for him. But if you put Ryan Mason in the hot seat... What does that do for him? It's more, I think it's, for me, it's more of a risky situation for Ryan Mason to take over the team now and not get Europe than leave Conte in and Conte not get Europe. They're paying the guy. They're going to have to pay him anyway. Do you know what I mean? 
And I think it's time for these players to man up. So um, I'm not sure why they haven't sacked him. I, I just know that the club's a mess. Like The way that they're, they're doing things is a mess, so I'm not surprised. So how... How would you respond? Okay, actually, before I ask you how you would respond, Conte said players are selfish. Who do you think he was talking about when he said that and why? There's there's something going around on Twitter that he was talking about Kane. No, um, I don't think Kane that. taking moments of shots when he potentially could have passed to Son a couple of times. Yeah, I don't think that. I think the strikers, or you know, we scored enough. We actually scored enough. I think he's he's talking about the defenders. I think he's, uh, I think he's talking about Dyer. I think he's talking about. Uh, he picks him every week. He's dropped him a couple of times. Do you know? He has. Yeah, he's, uh, or rested. Yeah, or rested. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not even a hundred percent on who he was talking about because I think. You know, the midfield worked hard um, up until that point. I think there's a lot of, pers- uh, you know, personal errors, not team errors, personal errors, you know, like individual errors. Um, so I'm not 100% sure on who he was directly talking about. Who do you think? Like, who's on your mind? I don't think Kane, because if Kane takes those shots and scores, uh, you know, you're not going to say he was selfish. Every striker's meant to be selfish, especially in a scoring opportunity. So, you know... Yeah, who would you think? He scored twenty three. Yeah, he scored twenty three goals this season. He scored over two hundred Premier League goals. Yeah. Um, unless he's shooting as soon as he every time he touches the ball, it's hard to dig him out when he does shot shoot. Even if other players are in better positions. Hey, Poro took a shot, and he could have squared it to Kane, and he scored. So you have to be careful if you're calling out attacking players in attacking moments. Um, so, yeah, especially someone with such a track record. Who do I think he's calling out? Good question. I don't really know because it's not like we have players that seem to just be doing their own thing, apart from Romero. But it's not like he had a kamikaze game on Saturday. So if he if he was calling out Romero for being sent off, um, we know Romero goes on a wander, but I think that's by design. Um, but if he was calling that Romero, then why has he not dropped Romero? As I've called for, for his kamikaze nature of being sent off. He hasn't done it. And, and, play and yeah, he is our best defender. I was say, no, I know, him. I know, I know. But at this point, surely you want to play with somebody who plays to your instructions rather than play... Um, somebody who you cannot trust. That's why he's played Royale and Royale's played into form, right? So, listen, I don't want Romero dropped, but I want Romero to have his head checked at some point in the season. Someone's got to G-check him. At the end of the day, if that's what your boy, someone's got to G-check him and say, come on. Like, if we were playing with that guy and we knew the talent he had, he would have been G-checked. 100%. As mad as he is, he would have been G-checked. 100%. But, I mean... And this is the thing, I don't want to go on about it, go on about it. This is why I've just fallen back. But we've got to now look at the club at this point and say to ourselves, something is not right. We've got a win now manager with project uh, budgets. 
we get a project manager with not even project uh, budgets. Like, what are we doing? Like, what is the club doing? You got you gone from Nudo to Mourinho to Conte. What are we doing? Like, we're offering that. So for you, it's mad. For you, it's just Levy. For you, Levy is the target here. No, I, 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 do you know what? I'll be honest with you. Uh, look, you, you've mentioned it, right? You've said, uh, obviously, who he's picked. Um, not changing players at certain times. I think, you know, with Conte, we could take 90% of what he says in a press conference. The other 10% we could throw away. So, the selfishness... Uh, Maybe he's talking about, ah, uh, you know what, players not willing to push on, staying at the club, taking money, knowing that, you know, they don't deserve it. But do you know what? If someone's going to offer you big money, you would stay at the club as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, you know, to a degree. Obviously, managers are different, you know. But, yeah. So, I'm not directly just going at the, the manager, but he's proven. Like, why is it every proven manager comes to Spurs and their provenness disappears yeah no we knew I mean when Jose came in I think I said on the pod we won't win anything um, when Conte came in I was hopeful but my heart told me and my even my head told me we're not going to win anything because Levy like Levy has proven time and time again that and I didn't really want to go down the profit over glory like line. That narrative, I tried to stay away from for as long as possible because I do feel like we've built a fantastic infrastructure. Yeah. But if you look at it in a cold light of day, like the headlines we're making are not on the field. The headlines we're making are Beyonce, our Wizkid, our Guns N' Roses, our NFL our racing tracks, our Skywalk. These are the biggest news and, that are and, coming out. And Eddie Joshua, club. Tyson Fury, Usyk. Like. All of these names have appeared at the best stadium in the world. The only thing we haven't had is Kim Kardashian at our stadium. And not that I want her, oh, but bummer, I'm just saying, <laughs> it's the global hub of entertainment. Yeah. And that's fantastic. But at what cost? At what cost? We get, I don't know how much we get, and I'm throwing out there, five million for each of these, like, entertainment and maybe more because of the revenue on the um, the shops and stuff. Fine. Unless that's going directly back into the club, then there's no point. And the club being the playing football club. We only have one team at this moment in time. So unless it's benefiting the football club, then there's no point. Also, to get this stadium, it's hindered the football club. So everything should be going back to the football club to make this club mighty. I think Jay touched on it in a message earlier. He said, we've become a top six side, or a big six club, without having to win a trophy. And yeah, Levy's had a strong part in that. But honestly, honestly, I think it's been overplayed. I think... Him taking us into the Super League has been overplayed in the sense that I don't think we've had an influx of fans um, since he came in. Not like the likes of City and Chelsea have had. No. No way. 
Look, if anything, we're looking at the Korean fans. That's his only you know, the Korean fans, man. Yeah, the, yeah, we, yeah. Influx of Korean fans, hundred percent, hundred percent. But let's look at when we look around. When we were growing up, you were Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, and it stopped there, and it stopped there. Yeah. In North East London, East London, that was it. The odd person may have been West West Ham, but not a youngster. It would have been a grandfather or an uncle or somebody older. Ch- and some Charlton fans. That was, yeah, and they didn't even go to <laughs> our school, but it was, Ch- Charlton fans have always been massive. Yeah. Right. But if you look at a percentage, I haven't got the percentage here because we're not talking about some statistical data, but this is the I factor. We've reduced our fan base has reduced. Yes, it has grown in relative terms, but realistically, we have shrunk and Man City and Chelsea and others have grown, right? So, how we've become a top six club is because we've always been one of the biggest clubs in England. We've always been one of the top sides, even without winning the, the league and only and never winning the European Cup or Champions League, whatever you call it, we've always been that side. What has happened is the Premier League has blown up. The Premier League has become the biggest sporting league in the world. I would argue bigger than the NFL, bigger than the NBA, bigger than any football league in the world. And that is why one of the biggest teams in England, in the Premier League, has become one of the biggest sides in the world. Levy has helped, but I've always felt we've been a big side. We've managed to get the likes of Klinsmann, etc. And yeah, other clubs have got other players in because it's the Premier League, but we've always been a big side. So I say that to say that infrastructure-wise, they had a vision, that they had a vision for property where they can benefit from, where they can then use as leverage to sell us for big money. But what you're saying is the investment in the side hasn't been there. And I agree. I do agree with that. However, however, I do think Conte in his presses didn't mention himself enough. I know a couple of weeks ago, maybe he said he could have done a couple, he's made a couple of mistakes. I do feel like he's not held himself accountable enough in those presses. He's blamed the players, he's blamed the infrastructure, he's blamed the bricks and mortar, he's blamed... Levy then took that back. But he has made hell of mistakes. Like He's made a lot of mistakes. And yes, he has a winning philosophy. And yes, he has that way. But if you've only got one and a half decent centre-backs, how can you play a system that requires three centre-backs? That's the question that doesn't make sense to me. Well, do you know what? Okay, we could play four at the back. And we could we could pack the midfield, and I get that, you know. And it's getting harder and harder to have these conversations because you're right, you know, Conte's not blameless. He's definitely not blameless. But if you get Conte, you know, you follow the path. And what the path is, he has minimal patience, but will show patience. And then once he's shown patience, you give him everything that he wants. When you give him everything that he wants, he'll win you something. You might get some. You definitely win something the following year, but it might be a bit more of a struggle, 
and then he's out the door, or he has to, uh, he has to have a refresh. Like, you don't have to be a footballing head to know that. We can't get these managers in and do it the Spurs way because it just doesn't work. You know, like, it just doesn't work. Um, and you know what's funny? Wait, Kwamna, don't think I've forgotten about you and the getting of me last last week, but I'm going to leave that for the minute. That just popped <laughs> into my mind, yeah? Because this is not a jolting one. This is a serious, you know, like, meat on the bone one, right? I think to myself this, as you said, cool, you know, uh, we're entertainment. I never supported Spurs for off-field entertainment. I supported Spurs for on-field entertainment. And the reason why I mentioned Kwabnelli popped into mind, and I've got nothing against his want, desire, or his vision, but as a Spurs supporter, I've got my own. And it's not to just play good football and for me to be happy with my team at the end of it. In my lifetime, I need to see us lift something. And I, I've, I no, no, sorry, I've, I said that wrong because I've seen us lift something in my lifetime. In this present moment, in the 2020s, the 2024s, 25s, I need to see Spurs win something on a consistent basis for at least three years. Yeah? And we don't look anywhere near it. And that's what I want from Spurs. Like, I don't want to just see sexy football. I don't just want to be happy with them on the weekend and they give me a good feel-good factor. Because you know what? Teams are asked or fallen away for years and come back and they're on the way. And that shows you that it can be done. That it can be done with the, the club, the board, the manager, the player, everyone uh, pulling in the same direction. It can be done. So why can I not have it? Now, I don't care about the gold cart. I don't care about the skywalk. Like, it's great if all of those things in the background do what they do to give the manager the, the purse strings to, to get the players that we need to actually see glory at the club. That is why I'm in this thing. So, for me, you know... I'm not interested in anything else. I just want some silverware for a sustained period and then we can fall away for a bit and then find our way back. That's it. Yeah, no, that's 100% um, did a footballer thing there as they do the interview. Say, yeah, no, which makes absolutely no sense. You can't have yeah and no. But I fully agree with what you said and I fully agree with you getting back at Kwabna and just letting him know warning shots that is coming because, yeah, he was wild. He was almost as wild as Conte, to be fair, um, last week. <laughs> but irony, the irony of this is we can dig out Levy and I've tried to dig out Conte to balance it up. But just the irony of the conflict there. And you're 100% right. If you get Conte in, we've said this, you've got to back him. And as you said and pointed out, and we both pointed out that Spence wouldn't play, and you pointed out the reasons why you felt Spence wouldn't play. You felt it was Conte making a statement. And Conte is a stubborn goat. He is a stubborn goat. We clearly can see that. But on the same weekend, Conte calls out everybody 
Do you know who's getting the man of the match? Against Kylian Mbappe? Messi? PSG? Away from home? As Rennes win 2-0? It's Jed Spence. Listen, Having a stormer. Bro, it's a joke, bro. He's got the pace to run with them, man. Them man, they've got more power than him at the moment. He's young. He ain't played enough top flight games, but he's got the pace. We, we see it. He pocketed uh, my guy, the Brazilian. Martinelli. Martinelli. Pocketed him twice. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, bro, it, bro like, honestly, it's just a mess. I've tried my best to kind of not go on my, my bad dad rant because that's how I feel. Like, I feel like just letting off. and uh, But there's been a lot of, you know, like, there's been a lot of bombs going off at Spurs, so I feel like I just need to be calm about <laughs> this and try and find my big man about this. But you know as well as I know. And the worst thing is I know you know and I know you feel it. We are in a mess, like a full-on mess. The football don't look like it's getting any better. And... We can't see light at the end of the tunnel for football. Now, for me, all you have to do is plough everything you can into the football club. Trust the manager. Like, but regardless if he's known or unknown, back this dude. And, OK, I'm going to ask you a question. Poch in or poch out? Uh, if I have other options, if I have other options, then it's not poch. Just because... I don't see how Poch takes this group of players to anything these other two managers couldn't do. I, I can't see it. We, we shouldn't even be thinking about this group of players. We should be saying, if Poch comes in, he's and regardless of sell, no sell, he needs to out everybody that he doesn't want. Do you get what I'm saying? The, the pro- the, yeah, the, the problem is... The problem is we've struggled to out players for a start, and that could be down to Levy's valuation of the players. Yeah. What happened to terminate? What happened to terminate? Just terminate contracts. He's not going to terminate the contracts of Dombele or Le Celso because of the money they cost. He wants a return on those. That's upwards of 120 million. Okay. Not talking about them. I'm talking about Dyer. Everybody knew I was talking about (laughs) Dyer, but I had to say it. So. I, so the question is is Levy an actual football man or is he a businessman and I say that to ask the question does he know Dyer's a really bad player and and I'm not being I'm not being a Levyite here I'm saying that because he's he's brought in two managers who are world renowned serial winners and it could just be because of the lack of centre-backs at the club. But both have put Eric Dyer in their starting lineup on a consistent basis. So does that make Levy think he's a good player? And are they telling him he's fundamental to their system and to the club? And is that why Levy's renewing? Hell no. There's no way that Conte's told him that he's fundamental. You know what it's like? It's like you've got your own boxing gym. You've got your own AJ in your boxing gym. And you think, yeah, looking at everyone that he's knocking out in the gym, he's the new one. Like, he's the guy. You take your AJ and bring him to my boxing gym, and I've got a Lennox Lewis. And 
you don't go home and you'll be like, no, 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 no. We need to rip this program up and start again. We can't be building players or boxers up to my bad standard. We need to be going past our AJ and looking at a Tyson Fury standard. And I feel that that's what happens at Spurs. It's like you come in, you just get lost in your everyday world and he's a model professional and all the rest of it. But the guy's got no pace. He can't jump at the end of the day. He doesn't sense danger. What in your right mind would make you pick him to defend your goalkeeper? He speaks multiple languages. That's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. Do you get what I'm saying? You should be able to tell him off in many languages or tell him that he's crap in many languages, but it just doesn't happen. Now, for me, as I said, I get it. You want a return on Don Bele and them, man, there. Fine. But we have to end the project. My man has to be... Do you know the only person out of all of them lot like, that play back there that I'll give a new contract? Davies. Davies. The guy plays out of his skin. He gives you everything that he's got and more. No matter what team he's playing against, no matter what, te- what manager he's playing for, the guy loves to play football. Like, and yeah, he knows he's not the greatest and all the rest of it, but he's... He's, he's honest. He's honest, he works hard, and he's, he, he, he's improved. The worst thing is, he's actually improved in multiple positions. Do you know what I mean? Brother, please. Like, we should get a manager, say, okay, you know what? We were going to dip somebody into other things, but you no. Know, we're going to fast-track this thing a bit. Yeah, it may not happen in the first year, but we're going to fast-track this thing... And we're going to build a side to compete. Uh, like, and that means if we get no money for Dyer, then safe. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I don't know who take him, but yeah, goodbye. Long leg, go home. You're not the guy. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Bring back Jed. Bring in... Uh, we've, we've got Poro. Uh, I can't think of his name, but it, the left back that we just... Rodon. No, Rodon can go as well. Like, no. Regulon, see... Oh, Udogi. Udogi, yes. Let's deal with my man. Buy Sessignon. You get what I'm saying? Buy Perisic. Yeah, let's find another person to deal with that left-hand side as well. Rayol works hard. I think we can shift him and use him. We can build him up to, you know, right side and centre-back. You know, I, he can't be the centre, like, if that's the position, you know, or the formation we're playing. If not, you know, we'll look to ship him on. His stock has never been higher. So let's, you know, but I am not on this no more. Like, I want a massive amount of money to be spent on the next manager the first season, the second season. And by the third season, we could say, yeah, you know what? You might have picked up a couple cups along the way, or a cup. You see this year? This is the year that you should bring the football team to fruition. That's If I could see that, that three-year plan, unfold in front of me, I'd be happy to go along with this thing. Other than that, I am not interested. Right? I'm not interested in the club. I'm not interested in the Skywalk. I'm not interested in Lady Gaga. I'm not interested in Kim Kardashian. Oh, she's been there. With no underwear on, twerking on the Skywalk. Not interested. I'm not. I'm not. Too high. You won't see it. Well, well that, booty is big. Yeah, you know, no, exactly. She can sit on the bird. I don't care. 
I just don't want to see. She's selling a cock. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say that because I thought that it, it would kill the monetary value of this uh, pod. But you said it; it's fine. But yeah, I don't want to see none of that. All I want to see is literally us build our club. They back the, a period of time, like properly, consistently, and let's give it an honest goal. And if they could do that, I'll be happy. Like, win, lose, or draw, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least it's a plan I could get behind. Other than that, I'm not interested in nothing else. And if Spurs can't give it to me, like, think about it. Have you been listening to the, the, the songs or the lack of songs? We're no longer, as you said, we're a prawn uh, sandwich-eating club. Too many corporates. Bro, you go to places like Crystal Palace, they sing. Do you know what I mean? Leads, they sing. Like, I want to go football, release everything, sing. I want to believe that I'm Jaheem that day, even if it's singing <laughs> Spurs songs. I'm tired of this, bro. This is not football. This is not the culture that we should have at the club, like, at the end of the day. The way you take your daughter and your son and you go and you sing, you win, lose or draw. Do you think your son would be so upset if we lost, but he had a good time? Yeah, the lessons to blow, but uh, I mean, the bad dad's thing is going to come around again because, yeah, it's it's difficult. Everything you're saying is bang on. It's just, uh, I hate to break it to Spurs fans, but we have a £90 million debt. Maybe not all of it, but certainly 40-odd million of it needs to be paid out on Klozeski in the summer. The poorer one's probably structured, but a large down payment will probably be required because he's still currently on loan. So that payment has to happen this summer. If Kane goes, Kane will garner some money, maybe 78 million. Uh, If he runs out of his contract, maybe nothing. We have to replace Kane at some point, one way or the other. And we have to replace Son at some point or the other. And we may have Son's replacement in, in position, but not necessarily in terms of delivery. So that might be done. But my point is that, and we've got to replace Lloris. And these are not upgrades. These are full-on replacements for players that are actually coming to the end, right? Then we've got to replace the likes of Dyer. And we can see already that 70 million buys you maybe 80 million now, probably buys you a top centre back. That's what you're calling for. Uh, no, I'll Do just, you I'll, think I'll just got to we're going to have there. that money? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not even going to go into the money yet. I've just got to jump in there. Are you telling me within the ranks of Spurs, we don't have a younger coming up that could rival Dyer in that position? I mean, no, no, no. Point. I just want to uh, yes. I just want to yes or no. We should have. We should. Have. I just don't know who that is. If we haven't, but I need to check my context. If we haven't, we're in problems. Like you know, it's just pointed out another problem. Like we another should failure. have. Yeah, we should. I, I remember we bought a youngster like uh, who was from. I can't remember who it was from, and he was meant to be the next centre back, Donny. Like. What he can't get a cup game, we can't you know, like we can't see him. Someone who's a natural defender, 
like, give him a couple games. I'm not trying to upset no one. Recently? Yeah, it was, I think it was two seasons ago. I'm not even trying to upset no one because right about now, all Spurs fans are looking for some hope. We're looking for something. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know the ones that are not happy with the speak, speech are the ones that are not happy with the speech or, or, or the press conference, but the others are like, do you know what? Yeah, mix it up. But I just think we're not, yeah, I know that they're looking for hope. We just need something. And I don't want to make the, the pod dire and dead. And I want to give it some optimism like Kwamna. But there's realists that just want to hear what hear it like I feel it. Do you get what I'm saying? Because they're feeling it the same. And we don't want no false I think, hope. I think Kwamna is realistic. I think Kwamna's is the reverse, right? Of So you will step away so that you don't get frustrated with all the frustrations that Spurs bring. And Kwabner flips it, I feel, to just maintain positivity in order to not get frustrated with the frustrations of Spurs. I don't believe... He believes that we're going to do the double like when he said we're going to do the double two weeks ago. No, he believes he that. He believes, believe that. He believes that 100%. <laughs> we're not going to tell... You know, don't, listeners, you know, like I know, he believes that. And one day he'll be right. He's a wild one. Yeah, one day he'll be right and we're going to be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, he got it right. Yeah, but that's going to be after about four seasons of saying it. You know what I mean? Maybe 10, maybe 10. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> so as a fan... As a fan, you're you're okay. You're actually happy with what Conte said. Hundred, like hundred. And if Conte leads is there in a dugout when we go to Goodison Park in two weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks today. Yeah. How do you feel? What has happened benefits the team? And we, how do we move forward? Do you know what I think it does? It confirms what he says. It confirmed what he said in the press conference. Because for me, as I said to you in the beginning, if, uh, if these players have got any pride, if they actually care about the club, if they care about football, if they care about finishing in the, in the best position possible, it don't matter who's in the dugout. They're just going to play yeah. for the win. They're going to break their neck and go for the win. You don't have to play for the manager. You play for the club that pays you your wages. You play for the fans. That, and yourself. And you play for yourself, uh, ultimately. Like, so for me, whether, whether he's there or not, it doesn't matter. So if it is a big problem, do you know what I mean? He just gets to pick the players and uh, bring them on, take them off and tell them where to be. Do you get what I'm saying? And if you're not going to follow that part of it, then he might just pull you off and put someone else on. But the bottom line for me is he should not have to motivate you with 10 games to go after the dismal run you've been on. Um, forget VAR, the dismal run you've been on and the dismal career you've had in the last four or five seasons. <laughs> like, some of the players have had dismal careers. They've had glimmering moments, but... Really and truly, your career has been going downhill for five years and you shouldn't have a contract. So... Eric Dyer. You know it. <laughs> but, no, no, but honestly, don't you, don't you feel that? Don't you feel that they should just play regardless of who's in the, in, in the dugout? 
shouldn't be such a big thing. Uh, oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, if, if you're playing for the manager and you respect the manager and you fear the manager, then you're going to follow his tactical um, delivery. That's fine. However, football is made up of moments, as you said. And every individual has the ability to make those moments, right? And I'm not saying you're supposed to try and give a man a salad nutmeg on the edge of your box to create a moment. I'm not saying that. I'm saying every Spurs player has the opportunity to move into a forward position, right? So they have an opportunity, just like Royale did, just like Poro did, Perisic did, Dyer scored a goal. Everyone has that moment to do something magical. And certainly everybody has the, a moment and the ability to run, concentrate, talk to one another, lead, put their body on the line. Like these are given. So everybody has the opportunity to play to their best, contribute to the system and contribute to the team. And it doesn't look like they're doing it for whatever reason. And I've said this to my daughter. At some point, you have to look at yourself. It can't always be everybody else. I've said this to ex-girlfriends. It can't be everybody else all the time. And hell, it probably applies to me in some guises. So the point is, it can't always be the manager. No. It can't. We've had multiple managers and some of them are well-renowned and will leave us and go and win something. Yeah, players have left us. Enough players have left Tottenham and gone on to win something. There's a in player this first, season in their first to... season. In their first season, yeah. Let's get that yeah. out there. And whether that be Scotland, Celtic, whether that be Napoli, Italy, it's happened on about twenty-five occasions. I think it is it's ridiculous. something ridiculous like That's that. Ridiculous. So. Backs Conte's point, it backs what we've all been thinking for a long time. And he was brave enough to say it in a very flammable interview or interviews. I do query the timing. I do query his full motives. He wanted However, the sack. He wanted the sack. He wanted the sack. Let's, not, let's, let's yeah. not bounce around that. He wanted the sack. Like, the guy, he was, he I was out. I believe so. He was out. I believe he could be, yeah, back in Italy right now if you gave him the opportunity. And he wanted to see what the club would do. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant propaganda, brilliant strategy for him because it's a win-win for him, right? He gets what he wants or Levy, you prove his point that you're not man enough to do what's needed. 100%. Okay, so let me flip it a bit on its head. I'm going to put you in the, the Tottenham training... Um, no, the Tottenham changing room before the match. I'm Conte. You're one of the coaching staff, but you're one of the coaching staff from Tottenham. Yeah? You didn't come with me. Yeah. I turn up and I say, right, you know what? Obviously, everyone's heard my comments. Mm, all right, cool. You know what? Today, you're going to pick the team. And you're going to pick the formation. With the current players that we've got, you know, no injured players, we can't bring in anyone that's not currently ready and fit to play. 
uh, as of the international break. What team do they pick from goalkeeper to to striker? And what formation do they play? So, I've got an out here. My out would be that I would like to pick four at the back. But you can't just give even these professional footballers four at the back on the day of a game, right? We need to work on that. And if we haven't worked on that, I'm going to have to go with the five at the back. That's the only problem with that, right? It's not what I would want to do, but realistically, that's what I would have to do, okay? But I could go three, four, three and hope that works more for us, right? As in, I say three, four, three, probably put a fifth man in midfield like we've done in the past. Yep. But we haven't got the we haven't got the players there. If we go in free in midfield, we're going Matasar, Hoybier and Skip. And I don't think that potentially gives us more creativity unless we put Klazeski in there. So let me let me work through this, right? I'm dropping Dyer. That's for sure. But even by dropping Dyer, we're putting in players we don't want. So four star, there's nobody else. Yep. It's gonna be it's gonna be a bit kamikaze. I'm not gonna lie because we're gonna have to go Poro, Royale, Romero in the centre back position, Longley in the left sided position, and Davies as left wing back. Okay, cool. Then I'm gonna have to go Skip Hoybier Klazeski in midfield. Yeah. Yeah? What's that? Five, six... You've got three more. Nine. Two more, I think. You said three... Because uh, I've gone five, five, three... Six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, you're right. Nine, yeah. You've got two more. Kane? Yeah. And you said if everyone's... I can't pick any injured players. Yeah, no one is officially injured. Then I'm going to have to go with... Dan Juma, let's give him a run. Mate, now, do you think that's the team, as I said, manager steps back, Kane, you know, someone like Kane or, yeah, there's no Lloris, so Kane goes to pick a team. Do you think that's the kind of a team you'll pick? No, it'll be Ryan Mason, if you're saying it's Tottenham. Yeah. Um, Ryan Mason will stick with the boys. Dyer. Yeah, it's going to sit with the boys, yeah. Spit with Son. He won't change the formation. The most he would do, he would probably drop Poro and go with Royale. And I'm not mad at that, but that's what he would probably do for a bit of stability. And there isn't much more he would change, but he's not going to change Kane and Son. And maybe if Richarlison was fit, he would have played him ahead of Klazeski. Um, but he's not throwing in Danjuma. He's not throwing in Lucas. Mm, maybe Lucas over Klazeski. Maybe. I don't know why we're still playing my guy. But hey, Lucas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why we're still oh, playing. Oh, Klazeski. No, no, Lucas. Right. Well, go on. The only thing with Lucas is... I think he's merited 
the fact that he can be picked, but it's who he's been picked over, which I think is the problem. Yeah. Right. The fact that he is not signing and leaving us in um, the summer, he wouldn't be the only person to leave on a free and still play. No. I'm so not that. I get the fact he's been injured for a lot of the season. I get his political views. I feel like it's you've got somebody there who potentially can do a similar job, if not better, than what he can currently offer us. And it's just not getting a look in. And I think that's problematic. Right. So this is my thing. So the final question then is, does that team beat Everton? The team I chose? Yeah. Or the team that Mason will choose? If it's the team I chose, it's definitely going to be Evan. It's going to beat him 6-0. Okay. And the team... <laughs> and the team that uh, Mason chose? Uh, no, to be honest with you, it's where their head's at because if they're down on Conte, and I believe they will be, I don't think they beat Everton. I think Everton will have more hunger, more fight, more desire. They'll be in front of their own fans. They'll have belief because they've beaten Arsenal there and they've just got a draw away to Chelsea in the last minute. Yep. So that is a tricky, tricky game to play. Monday night, maybe a bit cold up there in Liverpool. And they'll come out sure the they'll, and they'll come out firing from the first minute. Firing. Yeah. First minute. And that stadium rattles still. It's an old stadium, it rattles. This is what I'm saying. So really and truly, you kind of summarise what I was saying about we haven't got the fight. Like, ultimately, he threw a grenade in there. There's emotions there. We know he wants to leave. But what he's saying is no different than what Alex Ferguson told Man United about Spurs' underbelly. Come on, lads, it's Spurs. Exactly. So, it hasn't changed since the times that Alex Ferguson's been in. How long has he not been managing? In 2013, 14, 10, 10 years, nine years, I think it is. You know, and maybe under the name that we're not meant to say, to a degree, we kind of proved that point wrong in games that we should have lost, but we won. But when it really mattered, what happened? Yeah, yeah. We just, yeah, well, a few times under, we can say it, Potch, we can say it. It could be incoming. Um, a few times under him, it, it, well, every time it really, really mattered, it, it didn't work. It didn't work out. Apart from, I will say Ajax, I will say Man City, but really, they're not the ones. Liverpool was the one. So, yeah, I mean, it's we have a soft underbelly, and and that's why I say, can you? When do we question that group of five? Because. If we're talking about players and we're talking about a culture and the manager's changed, the board hasn't changed, five players haven't changed, are they accountable as well? 100%. And this is why, you know, we can't stick on the Conte, what he said. You know, yes, we know he's got his own reasons for some things, but the bottom line is... Last year, or the year before, he proved that he was a winner. The year before that, he proved that he was a winner. And the year before that... Oh, hold on, let me think. And the year before that. So, and we probably could go back a couple of more years. So, 
quite clearly, he knows what he's talking about. He hasn't lost the skill overnight. Yes, his style may be a bit dated compared to the, the newer managers that are about, but it's proven. I don't care what country it's in. You give him what he needs and he will deliver. Like, it's just that simple. So, yes, he is to blame for a few things, but I do believe that the players that he's working with, they're not at the level. We need a proper... I don't want to see anyone left. I don't even want to see Kane left for the pot show. I'm that deep. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I'm that deep. I'd rather get some money for him now and let's find our way. Do you know what I mean? Let's find our way because we're going to have to learn. Yeah, and I think... I'm trying to think, is there a player that I want to stay um, from that era? Desperately. I mean, yeah, the the two that will go down as legends, Son and Kane, it would be nice if they could. But if you really want change, if you really want to play a different style of football, if you really want to press high, those two can't do it. They've got to go. They've got they to go. can't do it. And, you know, like, we listen, everyone knows that we're Son lovers. We love Son. Like, but, yeah, I'm ready just for a whole new change, a whole new start. And let's not look for the same figures. Remember, Son never come to us the way he is now. Banging. Yeah, he never come to us like that. Like, we, we lost Bell. I remember when we lost Bell. I thought it was over. Like, yes, chicken little. Yeah. yeah, it was over. And we kept on going. We kept we keep growing. You know, there's many a teams that have shown us that, you know what, it doesn't matter what happens. The club will still be there. Players will go, the club will still be there. You know, it might take us a little while to find our way, but we have to make a decision. Like, and, you know, I feel like Levy, he's ridden his lives and he's got one more chance. And I think next season, if we've got to put everything into place correctly. And if we don't, I don't see it happening for like many, many years to come. He's got a chance. We're, we're still up there. We've got, as you said, all the infrastructure. We need to get the right manager in. Uh, progressive manager, uh, one that can tactically change on on uh, the blowing of the wind. And, you know, I think we just need to go for it and just start again. Like, honestly, honestly, start again. Well, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think we're singing from the same um, hymn sheet on, on that one. And I'm... My voice isn't showing as much passion and as hurt as yours, and that's just because I'm trying to hold the pod together. Because if we both went off, yeah, it would just be a rant. It'd be, no, it'd be ugly crying. We'd be ugly crying, guy. <laughs> ugly crying, guy, <laughs> on the round here, bro. Like, I don't know what Kwamda's on, but it'd be ugly cries. And Jimmy's got enough trophies in the bank to, to hold on. But round here, <laughs> ugly cries, bro. Yeah, I don't think we've got that many since supporting... We fell in love with the football and then the club. Uh, obviously, we had family at the club. Yeah. Then some trophies came. I blame him. I blame him, stopped. you know. I blame him. I blame him. Give him a call. I'll... It's funny enough, his brother, I see his brother every week at the, at the ground. He sits a block away from me, Will. See, so. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, well, yeah. But yeah, listen, on, on that note, we're not going to go too much more into Levy because I've got a question about Levy that I think in the international break I'm going to ask you guys. So do your research. It's coming. Right. That'll be next week's pod. 
filled with whatever the fallout, if there is any, of this weekend's rant from our Italian stallion, Antonio Conte. So, Lero, thank you very much. You're Guys, welcome. thank you for rocking with us on this tremendous, tremendous, just the word, I can't even get the word out, <laughs> on this difficult weekend um, to be a Spurs fan. Some of us are dealing with it in our own way. Some of us are silent. Some of us are out in the world living our best lives. Nani why? Nani why? I want to be Quabna when I grow up. I really want to be Quabna when I grow up. So guys, do all the things Quabna tells you to do. Like, subscribe, hit that notification, all of that stuff, even if we're not on YouTube these days. But leave us a five-star review because we give you five-star content. We brought Lero back out today. Um, we've got many different flavors, so keep your air peeled. If anything happens in the meantime, if Conte walks, if Conte gets sacked, if a new manager comes in on the back of that, we will be there for you. And even though it's the international break, we will report and fire up the pod and give you an emergency pod of or something. Lero will be there, I can guarantee it. Yep. If there's a second, he will be there. And hopefully the others will join. So guys, listen, you've helped us through this weekend as much as we hope we've helped you through. All right? So lock on next week. Keep tuned. And Lero... It's good night from me. And it's good night from me. Um, so can you tell yourself? No, no, no. Jimmy, run the outro, rude boy. <laughs> Can't be without you.